welcome to another Toolbox edition of the Marketing Your Podcast show. And today's episode finishes our series on Podfade. So if you haven't heard the first episode, go back and listen to that where you'll hear my story about Podfade and what it's all about. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to avoid Podfade, some things that you can do. So take some notes and let's get ready for this episode of the Marketing Your Podcast show. And so how do we avoid it, right? Because we mentioned that there's so much time that goes into it. There's so many obligations that come with having a podcast and there's so many different things that we could be doing. And then there's also a ton of shiny objects that can distract us from doing what actually gets us results or what actually makes an impact on our audience. And so I wanna give you a couple of things that you can do to really beat Podfade. And remember, if you're brand new, then this is obviously something that you can build into your systems even before you launch or right away. And if you're already established, then these things can really be something that will help you to help you really flourish in the long term. And so the first thing that I wrote down when it comes to Podfade was having systems. You've got to have systems in place for your podcast to make sure that you can get everything done that needs to get done. And a lot of times people will either batch things, meaning they do everything at one time, maybe they'll record four or five episodes and then they'll edit four or five episodes and they'll, they'll really take a big chunk and they'll do one part of it and get a number of episodes lined up so that it makes it easier for them on their schedule. Other people, I'm one of the other people, I like more of a routine. And this tends to be because I am on a daily basis trying to figure out how to optimize my schedule. And so instead of batching things and getting a bunch of, episodes lined up in advance, what I do is I create a routine for myself that I know on a weekly basis, on Mondays I can do this, on Tuesdays I can do this, on Wednesdays I can do this, on Thursdays I can do this, and Fridays I can do this. And sometimes it changes, and sometimes I obviously don't hit what I want to do, you know, what is the ideal, but I give myself some sort of routine that I can follow on a weekly basis that allows me to have a clear understanding of what needs to get done. And so I'm not behind the eight ball every week. Does it always work? Are there times where I'm scrambling at the end? Absolutely. But having these in place is when I feel like I'm in most control and I feel like I'm able to get ahead in any regard. The second tip that I would give you when it comes to Podfade is I would encourage you to get help as soon as possible. I was talking to a podcast host who they have gotten over 50,000 downloads on their show. They've been producing a show for over five years. They've got hundreds of episodes, hundreds of reviews on Apple, but they are only now recently thinking about bringing on some help and some support specifically for their marketing. And that's why I was talking to them. But if you think about it, they've been doing this on their own for five years, doing every single piece of it. And and it's it's done really well. It's impacted a lot of people. A lot of people love it. But he's doing it all on his own. So just imagine if he had a little bit of support, if he had a little bit of help, maybe it's someone to edit or, you know, just produce the podcast and take that off of your hands because that can get, that can take, take a significant amount of time. Maybe it's someone who just manages the publishing and the updating and the show notes or the emails or websites or whatever it is, right? Or maybe it's someone who helps in the promotion of it with the marketing or social media. All these things are opportunities for you to lighten your load and allow you to either spend time doing something else or give you more time to focus on doing the parts that you are the best at with regards to the show. So maybe it's booking more hosts, maybe it's doing more research on your content, or maybe it's creating more content, but getting some help and getting some help as soon as you can is really going to be a big part of 
you succeeding in the long term. And the last thing that I want to talk about with regards to how you can beat Podbait is to stop looking at your numbers. Stop looking at your podcast stat. I remember when I first launched my first show that ended up failing, as soon as I launched, I was checking stats and I was checking my download numbers like every 15 minutes. And of course, it was cool to see downloads and listens happen in real time, but it ended up creating more anxiety and more frustration for me when the numbers didn't end up moving more than I would have liked them to. And we didn't end up hitting the charts. We didn't end up hitting, you know, the rankings that I would have liked to see. You know, we hit, we, we jumped into like the top 100 and then we were like number 70 or I don't know, something like that, but we never got higher than that. And for me, like that was a really big blow in my self-esteem at the time. And it was a big reason why I ended up deciding to stop that show is because I felt like it wasn't going anywhere, that I wasn't that it wasn't going to be successful in the long term because I didn't hit the new and noteworthy and I didn't hit the top charts right away. And so frankly, since then, I've decided to figure out, well, what if you don't hit the top charts? What if you don't hit the new and noteworthy? How can you still grow your show in that in those capacities and still have a successful podcast? And I'm thankful for that because it allowed my agency to grow. It allowed me to you know learn all the things that I've, I've been able to learn and talk about on this show. And so it was a really big growth moment for me. But I would say that if I was not spending so much time wrapped up in my numbers or wrapped up in the analytics or wrapped up in how many downloads or where, where people were listening from, then I might have just put a pause on the show and continued you know, to create content. And that would have been two years worth of content and two, two years worth of a show that I would have had that I missed out on because I just, I, I was too wrapped up in my analytics. And so the first tip, just to go back and kind of review, is really to create some systems or create some routines for yourself that allow you to get your show out every week. The second thing that you can do is to get help and get help wherever you can, whether it's in production or marketing or distributing or your websites or however you can. There's lots of places where you can fill the need. And the last thing is to stop looking at your analytics as much as you do. If it's there's very, I mean, if you don't look at your analytics ever, then that's the only time I would encourage you to look at your analytics more. But generally speaking, however often you look at your analytics, you don't necessarily need to look at it any more than that, right? I wouldn't encourage you to ever look at your analytics more because there's plenty of other things that you could be doing that are going to impact their numbers as opposed to just looking at them. So hopefully those tips helped you. Hopefully if you are thinking about starting a show and you're approaching this pod fade kind of point, then it's something that you can look out for. And if you are past it, then congratulations. But don't think that you're totally out of the woods because pod fade, it's just an average, right? And so every day, the thing about podcasts is that every day we've got to wake up and figure out how we can continue to bring value to our audience. Because if we don't put out a new show this week, someone else will. And listeners, they have seven shows on average that they listen to every week. So that's number, lucky number seven right here. But on average, statistics, here we go, these magical statistics say that listeners listen to about seven shows in a week. They have seven shows on their, you know, in their rotation. And so that means that if you're not producing a show that week, then they're going to pull someone else into their rotation. So with that being said, I wish you a ton of confidence. I wish you a ton of energy and expectations for great things. And I know that if you can start to put some of these things into practice, then you're really going to start to see some exciting things with your show. So thanks for sticking with us with today's episode of the Marketing Your Podcast show. And we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this Toolbox episode of the Marketing Your Podcast show. We know there are plenty of podcasts that you could be listening to, and we're excited that you decided to join us today. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the other Toolbox episodes and find ones that are most relevant to your show. 
If you have any requests for future shows, come and find me on LinkedIn. That's Hector, H-E-C-T-O-R, Santi Esteban, S-A-N-T-I-E-S-T-E-B-A-N, and connect with me there. And of course, if you enjoyed the show today or any of our other episodes, we'd be forever grateful if you decided to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast provider. We hope you're having an amazing day, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Marketing Your Podcast Show.